Hello, welcome to a fresh new episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. As you all can see, I'm sure, um, not at my normal uh, desk inside my house um, down in Richmond. Um, for the next week, um, I went to my girlfriend's mom's house, who has a beach house, just a, a, not even a block away um, in Kerala. So um, that's the Outer Banks, for those that do not know. So that I will, for next week, most of my episodes will be from this exact spot Friday, if I record, you know, I'll either be back home or else we haven't really decided when we're leaving it. But uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to get into some free agency stuff. John Klingberg signs today. I'll give my thoughts on that. We're also going to, I'll give my thoughts on um, Jay Fresh's um, list, where the fans vote, where uh, Jake Gensel ranked in the top 10 left wingers, where Brian Rust ranked in the top 10 right wingers. Um, give my thoughts and analysis on that. See if the, uh, the fans got that right after what we saw with Chris Tang. The other day, and also circle around a little bit to Evan Rodriguez as he has still not signed yet. But you know, could the Penguins circle back at some point, even though they're over the cap? Um, I'm going to get to that on this episode as well. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRS Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. This is the final episode of the month of July, another record-setting month uh, for this, uh, this show. Um, just past 600 subscribers on the YouTube page. Um, thank you all so much for subbing to that. Um, as you know, my goal right now is to get to 1K and then obviously – um, as high as I can go, but that is my short and long, well, I guess a short-term goal, but also a little bit of a long-term goal since, you know, 400 subs. Um, it's maybe going to take a little while, but you know, I, I can't thank everyone that, that subscribed to that channel, and I can't thank everyone enough that listens to, you know, the show on Apple and Spotify and all that stuff. I'm just so amazed at how, you know, the show has continued to grow um, over this month. Um, so let's get right into um, the meat of this episode. So we did see, finally see one of the top free agents come off the market today, and that was John Klingberg to the Anaheim Ducks, one year, $7 million. Um, Basically, that's the Taylor Hall deal. I mean, he's going to a team. They're trying to be better next year, but I think also at the same time, you know, they know if they're not that good by the deadline, they can just sell him off for picks and prospects. You know, I mean, but Buffalo, again, they literally did that with Taylor Hall, trade him to Boston, and then Hall, you know, he got um, I, I, I mean, he, he got basically paid um, by the Boston Bruins. So I think that's probably what Klingberg is going to be going here for. Apparently, I mean, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Muirk released a nice 32 Thoughts podcast episode today, and, um, you know, they were saying that he was looking at the Darnell Nurse contract, the Seth Jones contract, and it's like, wow, you know, no, no wonder why he fired his agent. I, I just don't think his former agent, um, knew the market very well because it's just the flat cap is really affecting everything right now. Um, you know, yeah, it, you didn't really see it last summer because expansion team that came in, which means a lot more money and all that stuff. But right now, I mean, it's just, it, it's coming to a standstill, you know, just because teams are, they're hesitant to get out a lot of money, but you know, I like that deal for Klingberg and the ducks. You know, I think it's an opportunity for him to potentially, you know, get some of that value back. 
Um, anyone that was thinking of signing him, like five times seven, six times seven, seven even seven times seven, um, that would have been ridiculous. You know, his even strength defense is not the greatest. You know what you're going to get with him in the offensive zone. Um, but hey, you know, maybe a change of scenery, you know, gets his defensive capability back on track a little bit. So um, was definitely a little surprised by it. But, you know, when I took the time to look at the move, um, I think that was a good decision by Klingberg to uh, go to the Ducks. Now, um, getting to um, a little bit of fan surveys from Jay Fresh here. So let's start um, with, with the, if I can find this here. Um, the left wings. So that came out on Thursday. And number one, Kirill Kaprizov, Johnny Pedreau, Artemi Panarin, Alex Ovechkin, Brad Marchand, Jonathan Huberto. Jake Denso came in at number 12. And honestly, I don't have that much of a problem with it. I think, I mean, in my humble opinion, he's a top five pure goal scorer in this league. Scored 40 for the second time. He's the only other, he's the only player outside of Crosby and Malkin um, in this era to score multiple which I have multiple seasons of 40 plus goals, you know, that just goes to show on what a special talent he is. But, you know, you look at some of the players ahead of him and I'll list off all of them here. I already list off some of them. Kirill Kaprizov. It's fine. He's an electric talent. Johnny Goudreau. It's fine. Arsene Panarin. Yep. Alex Ovechkin, greatest goal scorer of all time. Brad Marchand. I think that's fine too. Jonathan Huberto. Okay. Matthew Kachuk. Yep. That's very arguable. Alex Dabrinkit, you know, I think that you can go either way. I would take Jake Gensel over Alex Dabrinkit, in my opinion. Philip Forsberg, okay. You know, Kyle Connor is very good. Jason Robertson's awesome. I would probably put Gensel over Robertson and Dabrinkit, maybe Forsberg. Otherwise, I think the players above him, um, you know, they either deserve to be or, you know, they have very good cases to be above him. I would probably not put him higher than number nine in terms of the best left wingers in the league, especially just because, you know, some of those players that I mentioned, you know, they're not just great goal scorers. You know, they're great overall like playmakers too. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Gensel is a bad playmaker by any means. He's not, he's freaking electric when he has the puck on the stick, but you know, look what, look what someone like Kaprizov can do with the puck on the stick. Look what someone like, you know, Johnny Goudreau, could do with a puck on the stick. Panarin is so good, even though he wasn't that great against the Penguins in the playoffs. Marchand, Huberto is coming off a 100-point season. Kachuk, 100-point season. Um, again, you know, Kyle Connor, I would probably put above him too, just because he's a great goal scorer and he can also do electric things with a puck. But, you know, Robertson, I think he, he's going to be a top 10 winger, a uh, left winger in the league really soon. But, you know, I, I don't think at this point, you know, he is that, and, and I would take Gensel over him. And you know, Phil Forsberg, you know, <clears throat> coming off a great year, very deserving contract extension as well. But you know, when when you stack up Gensel and Forsberg, when you look at the numbers, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I would have to take Jake with that. So you know, I, I'm mostly fine with him coming in at number twelve. I think the fans did a mostly pretty good job with this one, in my opinion. I'm um, looking to see if there's any other Penguin players. Um, even in the top 64 here, um, no. That just goes to show that, you know, outside of Jake Gunson, you know, the, the, the left winger depth is not that deep. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, you know, Zucker came in at 68th. I think that's a fine spot for him. You know, when fully healthy, he's a b- better than that number. You know, it would have been nice if it was number 69, but um, something for another time. But, um, I think again, when healthy, he's probably higher than that. But, you know, that's just been the biggest thing for him. 
um, is just not being able to stay healthy. Um, Danton Heinen came in at 87. <clears throat> That's fine. Brockman again at 91. I would have put him again um, down a little bit more. Um, but that's basically it when it comes to the top 100 left-wingers. Um, that was in Jay Fresh's survey results. Again, you know, Gensel, very deserving for being in the top 15. I would have him as a pure left-winger when you count in defense, five-on-five, five, even strength offense, goal scoring, all that stuff. Um, to me, he, he's easily in the top 10. Uh, I don't. I, again, I'm not going to say he's in the top seven. I think a lot of those players that I named – are better than him, and that's no slight to him. I, I have all the respect in the world for Jake. But, you know, when you look at some of those other players and what they've accomplished, um, I, I, you know, it's hard to put him super higher up um, on that list. Uh, but want to give my thoughts on that. Uh, coming up in the next segment, I'm going to get into the right-wingers list and look at to see um, where the Penguins had where – where some of the Penguins players ranked with that one. But – before I get to that, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You know, you're ready for this? It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your favorite new flavor, cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture. They have real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You have all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it is healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are the only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. You can run to built.com right now to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. You're going to absolutely love this new puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, late night treat, or you need to grab a quick bite to eat, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's here get to, oh, just let's here get to, let's get to, I don't know what the heck that was. Um, the top right-wingers from Jay Fresh's fan survey where some of the Penguins stacked up. So um, Brian Rust was not in the top 15. I'll list them off here. Nikita Kucherov, Mitch Marner, Miko Rantanen, David Hall, Pasternak, Patrick Kane, Stephen Stamkos, Mark Stone, Jordan Cairo, Kevin Fiala, William Nylander, Tarasenko, Nikolai Ehlers, Jesper Bragg, Clayton Keller, Joe Pavelski. So Brian Rust came in at number 26. Um, I'll list off the rest of those names. Zuccarello at 16. Pavel Buchnevich, Drake Batherson, Brock Besser, Blake Wheeler, Lucas Raymond, Tom Wilson, Troy Terry, Alex Tug, Tebo Terabainen, and Ryan Rust. Um, when you look at a lot of these players, you know, I mean, I, I think this is certainly a fine place for Rust. I mean, I mean, who are you really going to move him above here? I mean, <clears throat> maybe you could make an argument for Zuccarello, but he also just had one heck of a year. So I guess probably not when you look at what he did. This year, people, I'm sure people are going to scheme to me, oh, you take on Tom Wilson, he doesn't really do anything. You know, you know, I, I, I'm not Tom Wilson's biggest fan. I know any Penguin fan will say that too. But he is a very good power forward, and he has actually been really good these last couple of years. You know, he's really developed his game. There was a time for a while that it looked like he was just going to be, you know, a typical plug. Um, not anymore. You know, he scores a lot of goals, uh, puts up a lot of points. Um, he is a very good right winger. Um, in this league, especially when he's not being an idiot 
on the ice. You know, Alex Tuck, you know, I probably, I, maybe I put Brian Rust above him. Um, Tara Vinen, I think I would probably put Rust above him. Lucas Raymond, you know, he's, he's still young enough where, you know, I, I can see it even because he's had good production. Blake Wheeler, um, I think at this point, you know, he's probably on the downside of his career. I think I would put Rust above him, to be honest with you. Besser, and I think that's fine. Drake Batherson, he's pretty good. Pavel Buchnevich, that's fine. So honestly, you know, I think top 20 to top 25 um, is fine. I mean, that, that just goes to show that, you know, he is a first-line winger in the league. And, you know, he was absolutely electric again um, this year for the Penguins. Um, <clears throat> just another 20-goal season, 58 points in 60 games the year before that, 42 points in 56 games. You know, this is the third straight season um, that he has uh, scored over 20. And the second out of the last three seasons that he's almost had 60 points in a season. Um, also, in the second out of the last three seasons that he's been at a point per game, um, which is very hard to do. That's for sure. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit for being one of the best right wingers in the league. <clears throat> sure. You know, d- d- he gets hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's, he usually has his typical, what, two, two and a half week injury, something like that. But, you know, he, he was really good again this season. You know, you, you pull up the numbers here um, and I've, or I've discussed them in the season review, but you know, the underlying is very kind to him when he was on the ice. The Penguins had about 51% of the shot attempts, 53% of the actual goals for, um, 53% of the scoring chances, 52% of the high danger chances. Um, you know, he was awesome with Crosby in the playoffs along with Gensel. I mean, the, the Rangers had no chance to stop that line, basically. Um, it was just crazy uh, to see how they dominated any line the Rangers threw at them, boom. And, you know, Rust, he was you know, big game, Brian. You know, he, he even had a goal in game six, Mr. Elimination. You know, they went up 2 nothing with that goal. I, I know they weren't able to win that game, but, you know, had they probably have gotten better goaltending, I think he, you know, he would have lived up to his nickname as Mr. Elimination. So um, I, I'm totally fine with Russ ranking there. Um, would I move him up a couple spots? Yeah, but I'm not, like, super, I guess, mad about it. Um, coming up um, after that, Ricard Raquel at number 37 behind uh, Victor Arvidsson, Travis Konechny, Jacob Voracek, Anthony Mantha. Um, I, I think that's I think that's fine, too. You know, Raquel... You know, he stacks up to all those players that I just mentioned um, pretty well. Um, after Russ, you have Bjorkstrand, David Perron, Connor Garland, TJ Oshie, Cam Atkinson, Tyler Toffoli. You know, Raquel is right up there um, with all those guys. And I, and I, in my, in my humble opinion, if Raquel has a really good year this year, um, he's going to get into the top thirty. I think when when uh, Jack runs this list, when this runs this fan survey again next year, you know, I, that that's the big thing, you know. And and I know I took some heat when I was discussing the Raquel contract because, you know, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I mean, I, I, I have to give my objective opinion about it because, you know, it's a long term. It's a big, it's a big ticket. Um, but if you can get consistent 25, 30 goal production out of him, at least for the next few years in Sid's, in Sid's um, window, I'm not really going to care what the contract looks like a few years after that, because, you know, this is mainly um, the Penguins window. I'm just concerned with him, you know, is he just going to be a 15 to 18 goal guy and he's not going to hit 20 
or is he going to hit consistent, you know, numbers like Brian Ross just did? Last few seasons were three straight seasons of 24 to 27 games, 27 goals, excuse me, where he's almost hitting 30 each of those last three. So, you know, if he does have those kind of numbers and he puts up, you know, 58, 60 points, maybe even more than 60 points, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to really bat an eye. I, you know, I'll gladly eat the crow with that. So I'm fine with where Raquel landed with that. And then Kasperi Kavanen landed at number 57. Um, you know, he's in the same category as um, Josh Bailey, Josh Anderson, JT Comfort, Kyle Palmieri, uh, Dan Desgarianov. Um, funny enough, Evan Rodriguez ranked at number 50, right there with all those players. I think, you know, Rodriguez is ranked with, you know, some pretty good company. I think for Kapanen, I would personally slide him down a little bit just because he was really bad this year. Um, but, you know, if, if he's a bit better next year, you know, maybe he'll justify um, that ranking. So, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty, you know, I was a bit upset with where um, the fans ranked Chris Latang when Jay Fresh uh, ran that survey and posted the results on his Twitter account. But, you know, with the left and right wingers, definitely pretty happy about this. You know, I think all these players are, you know, at least for the, from a Penguins perspective, you know, they're right, I think, where they need to be. And I'm curious to see um, when Jack is going to do the centers. I don't think he has done um, the centers yet. Yeah, yeah, so he actually just posted it on his Twitter account on Friday morning. Um, he said he's hoping to get 3,000 votes. Go. He, he His account is at JFreshHockey, if you're not following him on Twitter. Um, I will post the results of City, where City Crosby ended up getting Malkin land um, once he posts them. I'm sure they'll be up um, by Monday or something like that. Um, so that wraps up the second segment, looking at where a um, few of the Penguins wingers ranked up against some of the best. And I'll get, I gave my thoughts on those. Again, mostly pretty positive um, with them. Now, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into a little bit of talk about Evan Rodriguez. And if the Penguins could circle back to him at some point during the offseason. So that's all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, you know, you know I, there were some people that, you know, were, I guess were a little upset that the Penguins, you know, did not sign Rodriguez the other day. Um, even though they brought back Hyman in a beautiful cap hit. I mean, again, I, I I almost feel bad for Danton because he should not be making that money. I mean, he should be making double that, triple that, probably. He should be probably making like 2.5 to 3 million this year, um, at least in my opinion. I'm glad the Penguins didn't go to arbitration for him. They made the right move with that. Um, but, you know, when you, when you look at it in the mirror, it's like, wow, 1 million for him after what he did? You know, I, I I would have you know thinking about it right now. I wish they traded places with Kapanen. You give Kapanen that Heinen's contract, and you give you know Heinen Kapanen's contract. And it's like okay, no, I would have honestly preferred that, especially because you know there's a better chance Heinen continues his production over you know Kapanen um, really balancing back in a way, in my opinion. But you know this still leaves Rodriguez as one of the Penguins' lone unrestricted free agents that has not signed yet. I think he's still looking for a multi-year deal. If I had to guess, three years, three million, something like that. Three million per. Um, I should I should clarify. So maybe three years, nine million total. Maybe three years, ten million, something like that. Um, I think teams are definitely interested in him, but I think you know they're also just 
hesitant to really, you know, pay that kind of player right now. You know, maybe Rodriguez, you know, he's waiting for um, the Penguins to, to, you know, to circle back a little bit if they can, you know, open up some more cap space. Um, you know, you know, I honestly, the Penguins, they're not going to offer a ton of money because, I mean, you know, they, they, they can't. That's just, look at their salary cap situation here, people. I mean, the only reason they got Heine back is because he wanted to play here. Um, you know, he had plenty of opportunities to apparently go get more money. I believe the Winnipeg Jets were in on him. I, I saw a report out there on social media about that. So um, he wanted to come back and chase the Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. And, you know, maybe Rodriguez feels the same, but, you know, maybe he hasn't gotten um, that same kind of offer yet. But, you know, last season, again, tale of two years um, with him. Amazing in the first half. Not good in the second half. Started to light it up in the playoffs again. But, you know, he still, when he was on ice, the Penguins still had 57% of the, the shot attempts for, 53% of the actual goals, 57% of the expected goals, 57% of the scoring chances, 56% of the high danger chances. Um, some of the best underlying numbers um, on the team. You know, he was that freaking good. Um, you know, I, again, I would love to bring him back. Um, I absolutely love what he brings to this team. His skating is Top notch, you know, his he has a wonderful, wonderful shot. Just disguises it really well. Um, even when it, it, he has the one timer from the circle um on his strong side, it's just it's a sight to pull. You know, again, I go back to the goal that he had against the blues. Um, that was when they had it was a, I think it was a three-one comeback. That game was on TNT back in what January, February, and he just unleashed that bomb to give the penguins the lead. Um, and it was just, you know, he was playing like one of the best players in the league at that point. Um, again, I wouldn't break the bank for him. I would be willing to do a little bit of term, two, three years. I, I don't think I would do four years for him. I think that's a little much. Um, but, you know, three years, $3 million, maybe 3.2 per year. I guess that maybe something like Kapanen's contract would be nice for Rodriguez. But, you know, I think at this point, you know, it, it's probably a little unlikely that he's going to come back, but, you know, never say never. I think we all thought the same about Dean Heinen, when, that he was not going to come back, and then all of a sudden the Penguins, you know, they did end up bringing him back on, obviously, a, a discount, but, you know, they were able to make the money work and all that. And, you know, if they do bring Rodriguez back, that instantly makes the depth even better. Um, overall, again, I, I don't think this team is done. Um, I think there's still another domino or two to fall here. I think at least one defenseman is going out the door. If not two, I mean, you know, to get um, one or two more defensemen, I should say they've already moved out Marino and Matheson. Um, but I, I, again, I do think one or two more D are going to be shipped out here before the start of training camp, which is set for September 22nd. Um, for those that do not, are not on social media, the Penguins announced it. Um, September 22nd is the first practice, and I'm sure it's going to be open to the public. So put that on your calendars if you want to go up to Cranberry, um, see the team um, practice with training camp. You're more than welcome to do that. If I lived in Pittsburgh, I'd probably um, – I'd hopefully be there every day to give you all the best coverage for that. But, um, again, uh, you know, they would have to – if they do sign Rodriguez, they would especially have to move at least um, – I mean, at least one, de- definitely two um, contracts out in that case. But again, you know, even if they don't, um, I still think there is another move or two to come here so that they can get another forward to play in the top six or top nine, preferably the top six um, to play with Evgeny Malkin. But again, love to bring Rodriguez back. That's the contract that I was discussing. You had, you know, three times three, three times 3.1. 
something like that. If you can make that work with the cap, if you can find a, 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 someone to trade, something like that, I say do it, you know, and I know people are going to come after me saying, well, you know, you're bringing back a lot of the same team from last year. And it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of am in a way. I mean, just because that team was really good and they just got screwed by goaltending. I mean, that sometimes crap like that happens. I, I, I know I can't cuss on this podcast. I, this is family friendly. Um, but, you know, crap happens. You know, people say the other word, but, you know. That's just that 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 is that that's the nature of the wonderful sport that you all tune into. But that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Let me know what you all thought about my you know stance on Rodriguez. Would you bring him back for that kind of contract? Would you bring him back at all? Let me know in the YouTube comments. You know, you can also message me on Twitter and something like that. Or you know, you can find you know I guess any one of my social media platforms. Or don't find my Facebook. That's just like weird. My, and I don't mind if people find me. Um, on Instagram or something like that. I don't even use my Facebook. Um, but you can find me through there. You can just give me your thoughts on that. Let me know. Do you think um, the fans got it right when, in terms of the best left-wingers and right-wingers um, in the league? You know, Do you think Gensel, right plays? What about Ryan Russ, Ricard Hill, All that stuff. So again, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for making July another amazing month for this podcast. And I'll be back with another episode for you all on Monday as we start um, – really digging into the dog days of summer as August is just around the corner. So again, thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you all on Monday.